Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Nerd Party. I'm Darren Moser. I'm Philip Gilfus. I'm Daniel Pru. And this is City Alpha 3. Hi, and welcome to City Alpha 3, a Star Trek podcast. I'm once again joined by my fellow Strandies, Philip Gilfus and Daniel Pru. Uh, I've been doing a. I actually saw Starfleet uniforms this week, so uh, I, I will start with my trek of the week. I went to WonderCon this last weekend. It was full of wonder, and I brought my K2SO uh, droid, and that was a lot of fun. My legs are very, very tired from walking around in him all day. Uh, but I met up with uh, friends of the network, uh, Will Wynn and Aaron Harvey, who were also dressed in Star Trek, their Star Trek uniforms. I got to try on Will's Geordie's visor. I looked awesome, almost enough to get a gold shirt. And uh, But it was fun. It was fun catching up with them a little bit. And uh, Did you do uh Seeing a lot of Star Trek around. Did you say, uh, it's not very stylish, though, is it? Have you ever considered <laughs> a prosthesis of some sort? I well, it, it, as uh, you know, as Char and Tristan talked about in their rewrite of Generations, I then smashed it on the ground so that they could stop transmitting the uh, shield frequency. Will didn't really get that, <laughs> so he was really upset. But it's okay. I think we'll be we'll be all right. But yeah, I saw actually a lot of Trek costumes. I saw a lot of um, Mirror Universe Discovery costumes. I saw a Captain Tilly. Sorry, Captain Killy and, <laughs> a, uh, and another just like kind of generic officer. And they looked really awesome. I mean, it's obviously a, a costume that resonates with people. I could totally see it being popular uh, for for cosplay. It, it, it kind of lends itself to it almost. Um, Darren, my question for you, though, is did you put a com badge on K2SO? And if not, when will you do that? You should do that soon. Uh, I did have some magnets on K2SO, but it was to hold his other droid on his shoulder. Because when your droid gets his own droid, that's when you know you got problems. <laughs> or maybe you're taking cosplay too deep. I don't know. One or the other. But no, no combat yet. Well, I could see that you were annoyed and he was a droid. But um, Just, guy didn't stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> was it guy in that said yes. that line? I yes, like very well. Oh, very good. Jeez. Uh it still wasn't good, but that's all right. <laughs> but you, you have you started your alphabetical rewatch? Yes, we Daniel? were looking forward to this. I did. I watched one one zero zero one zero zero one. Um I actually started it last night and finished it this morning. Um Because you knew we were recording today. Because I knew we were to recording report today, back. yeah. That's part of the reason. It's motivation, right? <laughs> Um, so tiny mini review. Some would call it peer pressure, but we'll go with motivation. <laughs> tiny mini review. It is early TNG, but it's it's good early TNG. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of it's a mystery. Early holodeck shots of the Enterprise. The problem, boy, it would really help if they had like a computer specialist or something <laughs> in that episode. That. Don't get me going. I mean, um, you know the what I don't remember like from watching it this time. What really popped out in my head was how almost creepy it is like Riker's sort of oh a, minuet like how like the lo- like the, the the establishing shots where he's just like staring at her and like falling in love like it's a little longer than it needs to be um, <laughs> so it's a little weird but uh, it's and a then, good episode and then Picard shows up and it's even weirder she's so like, remarkable oh, number one uh, and he stays there for hours. <laughs> well, he does. I better get back to my ship, I guess. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh, sorry, Captain. I wasn't quite done, like, customizing what I wanted in this woman. So it's a little awkward. And you're standing here. And I'm like, no, no, a different kind of haircut. No, no. 
this isn't quite what he's like. Okay, come on, Riker. He does finally get the on? hint, but it's 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 a long time after he probably should have left. Um, but at yeah. the end, he's like, "Who's the captain? Number one, who can do whatever he wants?" <laughs> but we do get the little. Isn't that the one where at the end, you know, he says, "You know, computer, stop self-destruct and do you comply?" Yes, I do. I do. Yes, yes, and. Captain Ricard's well, like, heartedly. <laughs> simple yes would have done, number one. Yes would have done. I actually don't think that's this episode. Oh, I, really? Oh, okay. I don't think it is, but I could be wrong. I, you know, I, I know it does have a self-destruct It does, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, Captain Picard is like, this is the one command I, I gave that we have to be in 100% total agreement on. And, uh, <laughs> right, because that always yeah. <laughs> is how it was done later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, good, good solid episode. So, um Next week is going to be 11.59. So do, do you give it a one or a zero? I would give it uh, a one and a zero and oh, okay. really make it explode. So, okay. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, so what's what's next week? I'm sorry. 11.59 is next 11. week. All right. Yeah. You know, I know you're going to love it because an ancestor of a character is played by the same... <laughs> That's why it, there's a lot of reasons I dislike that episode. This was made for Daniel. I mean, <laughs> it's a lot. I mean, few things are. I'm very split on that episode, but mm-hmm. I'll I'll have more thoughts next week. A, a little mini review for you guys next week. Yay! Now I think my my uh, trek that I've been doing because um, I keep thinking like I'm not doing anything, but I'm actually am. I'm doing Star Trek Online. Um, so Ooh. you know, I'll sit with it with a couple of hours. Or, you know, it, it, well, I was gonna say it goes fast. Sometimes it doesn't because I. I, I I'm someone who usually likes the story, but I admit hitting the next button a lot because it's like, okay, it's just going to be me pressing the space button with weapons for this one. So, choom, 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 choom. You mean the shift button, right, Right, Philip? But, yeah, so right now, I don't know, a lot of it is kind of stuff I remember because I know they're always updating stuff for every season, but I'm sort of so... I don't know what you call this phase, character building. I don't know, I'm all the way up to commander. I think I'm midway through my commander rank. But it's kind of just still the same old stuff I remember. So, Which, I mean, not that it's bad, but it's like stuff I've done for the past three years on Star Trek Online. Building a new character. But but anyway, it is cool. Yeah, you were talking about that. Like The downside is the new stuff is built for people who have completed all the old stuff. So you kind of have to yeah. churn through it to, to get to I it. I think once you get to admiral level, you get to play a lot more. But so, yeah, which it doesn't yeah, take all, admittedly that long, but you know, all that stuff is late game content, I think. And in fact, they just announced, um, I think last week that yeah, the um, Deep Space Nine one, uh, yeah, some new Deep Space Nine contents. Uh, the, the trailer had uh, Martog mm-hmm. saying things about honor and blah 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 blah. Um, so interesting, you know, I can't picture that at all. No, but, I know, I know, okay. not, but uh, uh, yeah, so there's there's new stuff coming all the time. I, I'm gonna hop on that bandwagon soon, I think. So, for sure. Yeah, because I've been I've been playing. Cause there's a there's this actually a, an interesting storyline where you detect a temporal anomaly, and it changes the reality. And suddenly you're like a, a freighter captain, and you end up meeting Tasha Yar, and it was voiced by Denise Crosby. And then it's a whole sort of Enterprise C sort of had another incident of where it messed up time. But it was cool because you could sort of rescue the Enterprise C, and then you get to play as the Enterprise C, um, or at least an ambassador class ship. And so I've been playing that for. Now is my de facto ship, so it's a pretty cool ship, which we might get into in this episode. Yeah, no, it's it's that's that's fun though that we've actually all had something Star Trek related. Usually we're like, uh, actually not this week, or oh, Discovery's been offline. So, but but today on as we're continuing our sentence, I mean time here on SETI Alpha Three, uh, I wanted to talk about starships. You know, what does Darren need with a starship? But I... Are we finally I ranking wanted... nacelles, Darren? A whole show about <laughs> ranking nacelles, because I'm all on board. I feel a lot of them are going to be tied for two. <laughs> <laughs> but what I wanted us to do is pick ships that we wanted to serve on, but I've had the stipulation that they can't be, like, the hero ship or the main ship. So, like, you can't pick the USS Voyager or any of the enterprises or the defiant now you can't or, pick you know, any of the like enterprises that. or just the main ships okay the main i well main ships like maybe enterprise c you could get away with or j we'll, maybe or or b or a j I mean, that one had a movie. Or oh, the ring I ship i mean it had half a movie and then we don't know what happened <laughs> to it so i don't know we could Anyway, sorry. Uh, no, your rules. Your rules. I, I, I don't want you to start some sort of enterprise incident. 
Oh, nice. Yeah, that's true. But no, so but the main point being that we should try to think of other ships that you know we we know at least in passing maybe maybe we knew it had a particular adventure or it was in a scene, but it's not one that's crewed by our our intrepid crews. You know what I mean? That would just be the Voyager. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. So no Voyager whatsoever. Um, so. This one I did give to you guys earlier because I figured that would take a little bit of thinking and hopefully you've had time uh, maybe in different time and space, Philip, if you needed it. to. Right. I mean, it's not like we just asked you what the topic was two hours ago or something. No, no. That would never. That was two hours That would never happen here on (laughs) SETI Level 3. No, no. But that's great. So, Philip, let's start with you then. Uh, Sure. What... Uh, what, what is one ship that you know? It's it's the end of Starfleet Academy. Maybe someone's attacking the Federation, as it often is, and you are racing to your shuttle to not go to the Enterprise. Uh, you're sorry. Your final test score. Wait, wait. Is the only reason you're not enough. posting me on the Enterprise because of our relationship? <laughs> I'm the best damn officer there is, Darren, <laughs> and I belong on that ship. Uh, actually, it just warped away to Vulcan, which will take about three minutes. So, unfortunately, it is not available at this time. Uh, you time, 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 you time, time. Pointy-eared <laughs> son of a. Um. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's easy. Um. I mean, I think it's obvious, being a big TNG fan, that my first pick is the good ship Lollipop. Um, <laughs> uh, it, okay, that does follow my <laughs> criteria. So. No. 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 I'm. I'm kidding. Of course. Um, this is going to be a little... Could you tell me about the armament? <laughs> How many crew are aboard? It's a good... Where is it stationed? It's... When did it leave space dock? It's, it's a good ship. Um, this is going to be kind of a, a... We don't know a lot about it, but I'd be interested in it just to play with it a little bit. And that would be, because I think I'd like the captain, the USS Stargazer. No, um, no, okay. No, get you know because it's it's not going to be the fresh off. You know, it's not like one of these new ships. Of course, you know, no matter what time period you're in, you know, Captain Picard tells us it's this you know old ship about to fall apart any moment. You know, underpowered. But you know, I, we never really talk about what its kind of mission it has. But you know, it has Captain Picard, so it's got to be interesting. Even a younger Captain Picard, right? So it'd be interesting if he was different or not. So that would be my my selection. Now, would you go for the one with the Frangie mind probe upgrade or not? <laughs> the ghosts or the not space ghosts? Yeah. yeah or, or the regular space colored one? Space ghosts, coast to coast, <laughs> now live on the Stargazer. And would I go with regular color or yellow model color? So, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it had been out in space so long it oxidized. It's, Wait yeah, it's, a it's second. It's the Statue of Liberty of space. Yeah, oh, gosh. Wait, so it's going to defend New York against the ghosts and go well, Star Trek Two? It did live again, and it's in that in that episode. So I wonder whatever happened to it. Um, let's see. It, well, it got well, yeah, it got towed back, right? You know, yeah, yeah, so. that's true. He didn't destroy it because he just and put, was it wasn't it Data who came over who who beat the Picard maneuver? No, it, no, it was Riker. Riker. Yeah, you would imagine that it would have been it basically had the same fate that the Galactica had in the beginning of the reboot of Galactica, where it was like a living museum sort of thing, right? Like they uh-huh. just so they have to dust off the Stargazer to fight in the battle of Wolf Three Five Nine. It doesn't go very well. Well, you know, well, what? I feel like but... it could be the lead sh- ship on the Mars defense perimeter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Those like, Mars well, it defense just so happens Those that the that the that the star uh, starship museum is on Mars. So uh, <laughs> those Mars defense perimeter pick. guys, they, everybody else sees this old ship coming in. They're all like, "Oh, that's nothing." The Mars guys are like, "Yes, yes, new ship." They're like, look, due to non-currency budget cuts, uh, we can't have new ships, and so we literally just got to pick from the pile. Okay, it's the leftover pile, and uh, we're gonna see if the stargazer can work. Yeah. So that'd be interesting because we do. I mean, it was. I don't know what the bridge was. It was the battle bridge re re you know redressed. I think it was a redress. It only had like one center console in the front, mm-hmm. and it it felt very small. Yeah. And it had some of the old uh, like Star Trek two round graphics yeah. on mm-hmm. the back. Panels. So that'd be cool. Bit of a throwback, so. but you're still in the 24th century. And like I said, you still have Gavin Picard. So yeah, that, and the ghosts did have 
modern, like full color. I guess like it wasn't the maroon. Well, and it'd be me, you know, were. if Jack Crusher might still be serving on there, depending on when you served. So. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was. It's more kind of like the Rachel Garrett. No, because Rachel Garrett did she have the maroons on? Yeah, she yes. did. I think it was yeah, like Sans belt or some subtle thing. Yeah, there was no yeah. belts. Um, and, and they I think had they a, had no undershirt. They didn't have the then, yeah, the turtleneck no underneath. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So how could you tell them apart? Because that turtleneck color was vital to that specific. <laughs> uh, they kept those ships warmer, you know, as as things went on. <laughs> All right, Daniel, you have been thrown through time and or space to, well, maybe both, <laughs> to to pick your billing on the USS. So I'm cheating here. Um, I started, I start by cheating. My list is started by cheating. So, um, the problem, it's an interesting premise, Darren, what ship would you like to be on other than the, the lead ships? As I, you know, thought about it and started looking things up and read about it. 10 minutes ago. Got it. Okay. <laughs> it turns out that we hear about a lot of other ships, but we hear about them because something terrible, terrible and awful happens to them. <laughs> So you would not want so to So no Melbourne them. is what I'm hearing. Yes, I so mean. Uh, no Melbourne, no uh, Yamato, no... Uh, you're not going to... You don't want to serve on the Kobayashi Maru is all I'm saying. The Tolstoy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so... The um, Kushu. Uh, even technically the, the Stargazer, it, although it's 20 years into its service or however long it is, it, uh, you know, you're, it ends on a tragedy. So Pegasus. Pegasus. Lots of ships. So I was trying to think of... Just in that terms, the safest, best place you'd want to be stationed, and it's it's a little bit of a cheat. But you sound like a like a deck forty nine kind of guy. <laughs> like I want to be at the very bottom of the safest ship. I don't want to. I want to just look out my porthole and do. Nothing. Are you just gonna be like in that transporter room with Lieutenant U- or Commander Uhura in like Star Trek three? <laughs> If you're asking you Captain me, Adventure, if you're asking me where I'd want to be stationed realistically because I'm in the least amount of danger, you are a Starfleet officer in this scenario, Daniel. <laughs> yeah. you my, my answer is going to, to be Starbase 001, and that's oh where I would gosh. like to be because so Earth space dock, yeah, yes. <laughs> space dock. Yeah, so I can just be you know, totally fine. Nothing bad. You say can that happen. there were two Borg excursions at Sector 001, and. A space probe that killed the power to the entire space And dock. Um, there was the time the Breen attacked Earth. Yes, but space dock, and that has always been okay. As far as I'm, as far as I know, I'm sure there's been casualties and stuff like that. But that's, think about it. If you're on a spaceship, that happens to you every week. If you're on space dock, it happens every three or four uh, uh, season finales. <laughs> so you're, it's still the safest place that you can be stationed. Now, so what would you would you just be doing the IT at Space Dock? Because I mean, yes. I can't imagine they do a lot of sciencey stuff. No, he'd be upgrading the doors to be bigger <laughs> to fit the bigger class of stars. Well, you know, the more they uh, fancy up the wiring, he's like, "Look, guys, I got a great idea. So we 3D printed this Space Dock. So we're just gonna change the scale about." 30% bigger and just reprint all the parts. I mean, sure, the corridors will be 20 feet tall, but <laughs> we'll fit our starships with no problem. No problem. Think of how cushy that job is, though. Yeah. I mean, you can beam down to Earth for lunch and, like, what, you can okay, just... what, yeah, but, that, but like Philip said, what role would you want? I don't... I, whatever, man. Like, there's... Would you want to be the guy who pushes the button and opens the doors? Because, I mean, that guy's got a pretty good job he, right he there. He does. You know what? Actually, that's a great great idea, Darren. I, I, that's the job I want. <laughs> So at the end, when when Kirk is stealing the Enterprise, and you just got your your butt your uh, your thumb held on the emergency override, no, you're like, ha ha, good good try, Captain Kirk, <laughs> and then Scotty overrides it, and you're like, oh, I'm so fired <laughs> from my non <laughs> monetary, or or actually at the end, you're like, hmm, you know, I am doing my job. But the starship is about to crash into the side of the interior. Which is going to kill an awful dock. lot of people on both sides of it. Yeah, that, would be <laughs> that cannot be good. Uh, nacelle first into the wall. <laughs> just, just gonna say that. So you basically, I mean, you could also go with like Captain of the Excelsior. I mean, he's basically just chilling in the space dock anyway. I mean, well, they've been through a few captains. That's true. That's true. All right. So I went through. I went to a ship out of time and space. I am going to serve under our fearless captain on the USS Bozeman. 
I knew it. Uh, I knew it. I knew you were going to say the I mean, I'm not saying it's not predictable to like the nth degree. Like it happens over and over again? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, one, I like the Miranda class, which I know it's not. But, I mean, it's 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 Miranda class with giant weapon ports all over it. Uh, it's the war machine to the USS <laughs> Reliant. <laughs> now I just see Captain uh, Batesman showing up to Kirk. Uh, Kirk, I'm just taking this, sh- <laughs> this ship. I don't care. You just try to stop me. The Federation needs it. And then he brings it into space dock, and then the Justin Hammer of <laughs> Starfleet of Utopia of Planitia. You know who the Justin like, Hammer of Utopia Planitia would be, right? <laughs> it's totally that guy with the, from the most toys. Oh god! Oh gosh! He would oh, have gosh. so many guns. I have one of these and some of these, <laughs> and I got like three of these giant gun. Like they, they, you put them on like a space defense wall. But let's just bolt one here, here, and here, <laughs> and here to be to be safe. So, yeah, but I mean, we do get a little more story of the Bozeman, you know, from its border cutter days with clamps. Apparently, it liked to clamp onto ships and tow them rather than waste a tractor beam. That didn't quite make sense to me. But So it's the, uh, it's the tugboat of the, of the fleet? It, yeah, pretty much. I mean, with guns. Right. You know, in case you don't do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> How do you feel about the whole getting flung into the future and everybody that you know and love is dead? I mean, I would love to get flung into the like the Star Trek future. So I mean, that's just. But you're already serving Star in the Star future. Trek future. It, that's true. It's into the I future. Mean, future. That would be. I don't know. What, yeah, what's worse? I mean, that's a whole episode. Like getting flung into the past or into the future. I would rather be flung into the future. I think. Yeah, yeah. future. Especially if it's yeah. the Star Trek future. Yeah. <laughs> It's like then you don't have to worry about messing anything up. Like yep. you could lecture about history for like a meal ticket, and no one you know, well make God. You don't. Money. You don't need money, Darren. You like, would be guaranteed a job. Talking though. about the economics. <laughs> this is... All right. Well, Philip, did you come up with any sure, other sure. options besides the stargazer? Yeah, it would be, and, and I can either go um, with the name or without the name. Doesn't matter to me. Um, but I'm picking the, like I said before, the Ambassador-class starship. We can go Enterprise-C, or if that doesn't fit into your rules, man, uh, we can go <laughs> with just a regular Ambassador-class ship to be named We later. can go with the Enterprise-C. Okay, cool. That is, that is fine. Well, what if we did the yeah. Ambassador? Presumably that there was I'm one, sure right? some, yeah, who knows what happened to it. But yeah, yeah, just because it's, it's, to me, and I know it's controversial, but I think, personally, it's a cool-looking ship, though it does confuse me. Oh, it, I think it's a great-looking ship. Yeah, yeah, but it does confuse me because I think there's, like, three different versions of it. Um, I go with the yeah. Yesterday's Enterprise, Enterprise-C on screen, not the model, not the Eagle Moss modified version, just the regular old plain tomato soup Enterprise C. <laughs> no bloody D, B, A, Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely a C. Just um, just see. Yeah, and I also think it's an, an unexplored time because, um, you know, it's early 24th century, I guess. And we don't really, mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of a gap in Star Trek history. You know, you sort of have, you know, the Enterprise A, B era, you know, Excelsior, sort of that era. And then the nothing, 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 Enterprise D. And so it's a good, like, 50 right. years or something of unexplored. It's almost like there's like a generation in between. Or two or three, really. Yes, yeah. Well, and that's, but that's the other thing, if you think about it, though, because, I mean, we know when the Enterprise C is destroyed, and then the Enterprise D is the next Enterprise, but there's a gap of years yeah. where you don't have an Enterprise. Wait, we, because, we don't know when the B was destroyed. No, sorry, this. I'm saying the C was destroyed because the oh, C I was right saying. before yes, yeah. okay. the D. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't just like. But I know it wasn't. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, we're, well, we can't all be like the Enterprise A. Well, we just happen to have a ship well, right well, Darren, here. Well, that, that's ready the problem. Go. They're used to Enterprises being displo- dis- destroyed and the crew still being alive, and you have to then give them another Enterprise. But when the C oh. was destroyed, you know, there's no captain or crew. You're like, do we do, we do another one? Or, we haven't done this in a while. What do, what do we do? So the Enterprise C was destroyed in 2344, and the Enterprise D was launched. Not E. I think it was the 2360s because uh, Star Trek was 100 years after Kirk's time, right. which was also in the 60s. Now, while Darren looks that up, Philip, let me ask you a question. Sure. A brand new question I haven't asked tonight. Okay. <laughs> How do you feel about getting flung into the future if you're going to be serving on board the Enterprise C? And then going back into the past to die? Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. So, but briefly, you know, hopefully everything that happened before that was pretty cool. <laughs> 
it's, it's not like my first day on the Enterprise C, and then it gets, you know, attacked by Romulans and then flung back and then flung back again and then blown up. That would be terrible. Like you're the intern, yeah, assistant to uh, Shooter McGavin. <laughs> Yeah, so it's showing that the Enterprise E, or sorry, D, I believe, was launched in 2364. So that's. 20, yeah. You know, yeah, that's 20 years. Almost a generation. No Enterprise. Yeah. The next, the previous next generation. So to combine that, the two things that you guys are talking about, right? Because there's got to be like a statute, not a statute of limitations, but like a, a time limit. Like, imagine if they didn't wait 20 years to give a, the, a new, to commission a new Bozeman. And then the Bozeman came out 40 years later. There would be two Bozemans, and how awkward would that be? Well, so the, you had to think that there's a time limit where they say, oh, the ship is lost. It's probably not going to come out of time at this point. I we mean, could, there, we, there was that awkward moment that we didn't see in Season 8 of Voyager where they already made the Voyager A. and so. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Enterprise is different, though, in the fact that I think I get the feeling like they reuse names like it's not a big thing for them to reuse like the Bellerophon or the Lexington. Like we see two Lexingtons, like one has a 17, you know, and the defiant. So, but the enterprise, that's the only one where they're like, that's special. We're going to keep the original registry number and just add letters. Right. Right. You know, that's true. Have we ever seen a Canon unscreen letter registry? That's not enterprise. No, we we haven't. I'm I'm looking through like the list, and I see like, you know, there's like the consta, the there's like two constellations. There's Carolina, Miramax, Lexington, you know, Excaliburs, and all those have like a four digit and then like a five digit mm-hmm. registry number. So <clears throat> you guys are forgetting about the Discovery D, which we uh, encountered in TNG. Oh wait, no, that's. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's such a storage starship. Of course, you'd keep that name. You know, all of the adventures we know about. Um, but yeah, yeah. And it was, so, and when was the um, when was the Bozeman? Like, when was it around? Around? Like, would it be the same time as the Enterprise C, or was it before or after, or or, uh, or is it like made up? Bozeman was active in twenty three seventy three. Oh wait, twenty three seventy three active. That's when it showed up in our time. Yeah, never mind. Uh, huh. twenty two seventy eight. So that's more so, Kirk's time. That's yeah, that's way more close. Oh, to never time. mind. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway, so Daniel, you have your second pick. I do, and it's one that I'm very surprised that you did not pick, Philip. Maybe that maybe it's your third choice, mm-hmm. or not. But uh, so I went for the safe choice for number one. Right. Number two is my wild and wacky crazy pick for fun adventures. Um, and I would love to serve on the USS. I mean, your first pick was was space dock. <laughs> exactly, I mean, it's super safe. Yeah. Okay, so the uh, vanilla so ice cream two. of Starfleet yep. choices. So my next choice is the USS Relativity. Oh. because you can. Get, I mean, imagine the shenanigans you can get in on there. It's almost like you could build a whole other franchise about this sort of thing. You could fire your boss for things he hasn't even done yet. <laughs> you know, I hated that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I don't yeah, I, three people through time. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to figure out what their mission is. And, like, I mean, I get it. You know, you're basically cleaning up any temporal excursions, but like, there's no chill jobs. Like, there's no mapping missions. There's no, you know, let's look at this pulsar. It's always like crisis aboard. Well, the, no, uh, I mean, not really. Everything's a chill job when you have a time machine. Mm-hmm. You be like, let's all take I mean, a nap. It seems like there's, till two there's weeks. like two class of people for the Department of. Temporal Investigations, DTI. It's either boring office interview guy or got to beam a spec ops team through time guy. <laughs> yeah, but it, like, uh, there's no middle Yeah, ground. look at how many times it took, how many sevens of nines is they had to go through um, to get that one mission done. So, you know. It's pretty cushy for the crew, though, because they don't really get involved very often. So, you know, you're just sitting in there in your little time machine and you're just like, hey, something's not right. We'll send someone in to fix it. There you go. That's easy. <laughs> so they are they the I IT am, help guys thinking. of of Starfleet? <laughs> Have you tried? Uh, yeah. Have you tried Although rebooting the, your timeline? The USS Relativity has a registry of NCV. Yeah, they don't really say V stands y. for five. It's a it's a time reference. <laughs> NCV, and then it's got six digits, and then G. 
because they're just like whatever. We're just gonna. <laughs> well, it's all relative. Many things. It's it is all relative. Exactly. Yeah. Now, does it, didn't it? Because I know it, it. It's very inconsistent. Wasn't the relativity? Didn't it blow up? And Future's End, but then it was not blown up. Like we've seen it at different sizes, haven't we? Because I felt like it was almost like just the captain at the beginning in Future's End Voyager, but then when we saw it in uh, later Voyager, it seemed like a whole ship, or I don't know. And, and there was definitely a whole ship in in the one episode mm-hmm. with the seven. Yeah, there's a whole you know, whole crew and everything. I don't remember how it worked before that. Oh well, but anyway, okay, yeah. The time ship relativity. I mean, seemed, I mean, yeah, time ship. You can beam anyone anywhere. You know, that's pretty powerful. Yes, I mean it's a 29th century ship. Like, that's pretty dang far. Is it close future. to when is the? Um, I think is the J a 31st century ship? I want to say or no, I can't Let's remember. Find out. Uh, the J is. 26th century. Oh, it's interesting. So, relative, so relativity yeah. is further in the future than the J. But I also get the feeling like it could just be a late, an earlier ship that just parks itself in the 29th century because that's so far in the future. And then they just beam people from there. It's a way station. <laughs> it's basically the space dock of the time ship, of the time fleet. <laughs> the time fleet. It sounds so silly. Darren, do you have anything else? Do you have any other ideas? Uh, I did have another one. I wanted to go with a nice classic. Uh, it's an Excelsior design, but I thought it'd be interesting to serve, like you, Daniel, close to home on the USS Lakota, which is the... The modified oh, yeah. Excelsior. The modified Excelsior that we see go up against the Defiant uh, to try to be great federation citizens and shoot down our own people <laughs> as they try to approach earth i mean well you know it has Jordy's girlfriend as the captain so did it yeah she was playing i think it was the same act yeah she was playing another role <laughs> oh i was gonna say yeah. i don't remember that at all yeah. no the same actress but different character oh okay okay oh interesting okay i i guess if you want to be on a rusty old thing when you could be on starbase but that's cool (laughs) well it is look she chose to stand down (laughs) i mean she could have totally taken out that overpowered piece of junk you know a little david and goliath going on there yeah i i actually do like the modified b but you know it is one of those things of when you do a prequel which is that generation scene and then have to be like, no, no, it was there the whole time. I'm like, really? Because every other Excelsior we've seen looks like the Excelsior, not like the modified Enterprise B. But okay, sure. The Lakota design has been there for a hundred years. Sure. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, at least they don't have like Constitution ships flying around. But you would you would kind of think eh, ambassador classes are kind of getting a little long in the tooth by the Sovereign era, mm. you know. Like, we really shouldn't be seeing... Although, that's true. Like, in the big battles, like with the Borg and stuff by then, we don't really see Excelsior classes zipping around. Yeah. They're busy, like, taking Ambassador's place. But we do see... Um, Which is weird, because we have Ambassador-class ships. You think they would be the ones taking Ambassador's like, I knew it was a mistake to call them Ambassador-class. <laughs> it was going to pigeonhole it into a type. <laughs> or with the Sovereign classes, you, you, we, you can only you take uh, royalty. So... <laughs> Were you saying that you saw we did see Excelsiors somewhere? Oh, I was going to say you do see Reliant classes. Though. Is it Reliant? I can't remember. Uh, Miranda. Class. Miranda, thank you. Miranda. Um, you do see Miranda classes in those shots. So, hmm. you know. Well, by that take time, that for what it's worth. the war isn't going well. So they're basically <laughs> have gone to the um, the Mars defense fleet um, and seen what they have in the mothballs there. Those are all museum ships. I imagine none of us picked the Mars defense perimeter for our uh, <laughs> imaginary tour of duty. It's still too soon, Daniel. It's too soon, <laughs> or not soon enough, possibly. Oh, but yeah. So I have the I have the Lakota. So that's cool. Uh, that's a good so pick. That's a, le- a that's out of left field pick. I would have never thought of that one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. I mean, we know it, but it's also not 
like a ship we we see it in like one episode maybe two at the most and it's interesting because and i can't remember her character's name but like she was literally just promoted like you see her as a commander at the beginning of the episode and then the evil admiral gets her another pip and then she's a captain so she's she's a fresh fresh captain there in the lakota yeah i mean you're involved in a coup d'etat for control of the federation so yeah captain erica benteen not Leah Braun. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so she's going to be in the uh, in the uh, uh, interactive computer game of this. Not Leah Brahms um, uh, on the Starship Lakota. Yeah, it is. It, I, I, it's one of those things I didn't. Maybe because her hair is back, but I didn't as much notice that it was the same actress unless until I thought about it a while. But, but yeah, but yeah, I like I like that, that option. All right, Philip, what's another Sh- option? Sure. For your deployment. Now, this is going to be somewhat non-canon, so you can feel free to tell me it's not Ooh. allowed. But um, just just to see what it's like, I'm going to go with the modified NX design. So oh, that okay. is the NX-01 or NX-02 or whatever number it would be on by the time it gets modified. Um, the Doug Drexler design of where it gets the engineering oh. hole. <clears throat> And so the NX02 you know, is, the, the, is the Columbia. Yeah, so, so it would not be the NX02. Yeah, I doubt it's a three or the four either. I don't know when it comes along finally, but anyway. But I, yes. yeah, I know what you mean. It's the it's got the dual hole. So uh, what, what's a good shuttle name? They're all named after shuttles, Darren. What would be a good shuttle name? I should name this. Uh, it could be. Um, you know, that's not Challenger. Well, yeah, I was hoping one that had it. Discovery. Uh, oh, no, oh, no. Uh, ooh, I'm not serving on Discovery. <laughs> well, it's Enterprise, Discovery, Challenger, Columbia, Columbia. Endeavor. Yeah. That's it. It could be the Endeavor. Endeavor. Okay. Endeavor. We're going with that. Oh, so, it yeah. could be the Endeavor. This will be yeah, the Endeavor. Good. Nothing against the Challenger, but I just, you know, it's be like serving on a ship called the Titanic. It'd be like, okay, I'm sure it'll be fine. But um, but so on the Endeavor, yeah, so it's modified in XO once. You have an engineering hall. So, you know, hopefully technology's approved a little bit than we saw in Enterprise. You get a little bit more power. Maybe even goes to like warp six or seven. Who knows? And, you know. So it, it, we, it's, we're still inching towards the Constitution design, but uh, it'd be cool to play around right. with. Yeah, no, it's, you get your you get your last name on your uniform, probably by that point. <laughs> so you know, but yeah, it's it's uh, it is interesting. Like you said, Daniel, like as you start to work through the list, you have other ones like like the Saratoga. It's like okay, but we know yeah. that's not <laughs> gonna go as well. It's not gonna end well I for. Mean, for the people on that, you either shit. have the Saratoga with the whale probe, or you have the Saratoga with the Borg invasion. Like, both don't do as well. Although I don't know if that's supposed to be the exact same ship. I'm sure not, or I would hope not. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm looking in the registry list, and it's showing like two different registries. You know, another uh, an interesting show would be the mirror opposite. Which ship would you least like to serve <laughs> on? Which terrible, terrible disaster would be the worst to be involved in? Uh, uh, Pegasus. Yeah, I don't, I don't I mean would be up materialized there, yeah. in rock or something. There'd be plenty of candidates, I think. Yeah. Right. Any any others on your list? Dan- or did we just yeah, we just no, did me. Just yeah, that's my turn. Yeah, that's my turn. I have a Daniel, good one. Daniel, your turn. Okay. I'd like to serve on the Prometheus. I think that'd be pretty cool and fun. Ooh, <laughs> Which part? The split ship. Ex- uh, I would <laughs> stick with the middle part. Because okay. it's got the warp drive, so you can get out of any. You don't want the little single teeniness cell <laughs> that sticks up <laughs> <at> the top. <laughs> Uh, I liked that chip. That was cool. And we never really... That design, I guess it was probably an NX. Was yeah, it, it was. It was an NX. It was an NX. Right, okay, cool. It was NX... Well, there's two registry numbers. What the heck does that mean? <laughs> uh, there's the secret one. like five, nine, Well, there really should be three one, registry seven, numbers, four. if we're honest. Dash one, dash two, <laughs> dash three. Yeah, what, do you, what, do you, what would you call yeah. it? Because, you know, there's the, the star drive or the battle section and then the saucer section for when well, a ship separates. Remember, so if it goes into thirds, what do you call each one? Well, remember, like, in the registry numbers for, like, the Enterprise D shuttles, it says one of USS Enterprise 1701D, and then it, I think it says dash one or slash one or something like that. Hmm. Uh, I guess. But yeah, I agree with you, Daniel. I'd go for the middle one because that one looks the most like an actual ship. Yeah, it's uh, got all the good bits. It, well, like the bottom one is, I'm sorry, it looks like like you're trimming a tree or something, and you just went along the top. <laughs> it's just it's perfectly flat, and I'm like, really? That's okay. I 
And you know, the, I don't know. I, I'm not a tactician. I don't, I don't know everything there is to know. But I would imagine you would use that very little in actual situation, like the D, like the multi-vector assault mode. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We saw, we saw seven years on the Enterprise, and we had saucer separation three times. I think twice or three times. Uh, Pilot, are you, oh, you mean if you're counting generations, it may get up to four. Okay, so four yeah, times. It, was, it actually happened a couple. It of was times. the pilot. Yeah, yeah. It was um, the one with Geordi in command. Yep. It was um, generations, of course, and then of course, best of both worlds. Best of both worlds. Okay, so in eight years, then if we're if we're counting generations, we saw four separations. So it's not something that happens super often, anyways. So if you think of the ship as a whole, as a whole, then it's not, you know, it's not anything more significant than it would have been out in the D, but I, I actually just like the design a lot. I thought well, it was really cool. It, it, I mean, it's a warship, isn't it? Kind of? Supposed to, it was built to, to fight the... Borg or the, Dominion? The Dominion, I think. I, I thought it was the Dominion. I'm pretty sure Andy Dick says it's it's built to fight the Dominion. Okay. But I could be wrong about that. So, I mean, I feel like they'd be separating a lot during the Dominion War. And then what happens when if one part gets destroyed... Uh, you go back to Starbase 001 and get a replacement, mm-hmm. obviously. It reminds me of, of, of Darren, I know, with battle bots, where you'll have some people who will have some <laughs> other tiny bots that they'll sometimes use, or even like a, a little flying um, drone or something sometimes. So Yeah, I was, I was just glancing at trying to see if there was a comprehensive list of Enterprise-D saucer separations. They mention it a lot, like, oh, we should do that, and then... Usually Picard's like, oh, I think it's a little premature to do that at this time, number one. I'd rather not. Tis a silly thing. Tis a a silly thing, you know. Which, I guess the Enterprise does move a little quicker, the Star Drive section by itself. But, I don't know. We might need the energy from the impulse drives, you know, on the saucer. So, you never know if you want to take that risk. But, yeah, but, yeah, but Prometheus is a good... I mean, it's... It's a, I'm not going to say gimmick, but it's it's definitely like, let's just take saucer separation to its logical conclusion. Well, I think th- there was really uh, some guy over at Topio Panisha who was going through the old, uh, sort of the ancient media and discovered Voltron. And he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> or Power Rangers. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. I, though I, it's, and I, I mean, I know the answer, but... I wish we had seen it again, because then it leads me to believe like it, it didn't work, like the experiment that didn't work, you know, because you never see it again. Well, to be fair, we don't... Technically, that is the most advanced ship that we see in Star Trek. I mean, that's like a prototype in late Voyager time. Mm-hmm. We don't know what becomes of it. Well, you never see like, it in any of the Dominion War. I, I don't know if Deepest Space Nine was still on by then or not. I st- uh, what season well, it had now? to have been because it wouldn't have been, you know, peace yet. So, what was the uh, episode the- called? I can't remember. Okay, that's okay. Well, somebody will correct us, I'm sure. Darren, what about your last pick? What would you pick? <clears throat> well, the last one, it's uh, again used in a single ep- episode. Um, I wanted to go with the. Uh, the Sutherland, the uh, I think it's a, I think it's a Nova class, yeah, Nebula class. Sorry, Nebula class. So it's got the big old dish on top. It looks like the Enterprise E got squished in the trash compactor, um, but this was the one that Data was given temporary command of when helping in the Klingon Civil War with uh, Geordi's, uh tachyon net. Um, and yeah, I just thought that you know I've always liked the Nebula class. You know, just it's an interesting, you know, kind of change even with like the upside down the cells on the bottom. I mean, it's basically the Miranda class of the <laughs> class. Like, yeah, it's a super you know, kitbash, right? Utopia Planitia. Yeah, the same Utopia Planitia people were like, "Well, we got all these parts just sitting around. I mean, <laughs> who needs a big star drive section when we can just." bolt this right here and bolt this here and you realize Bob that star starships don't have to be aerodynamic like at all <laughs> do you think that that it has a uh, saucer separation yeah from what like send <laughs> the warp nacelles you just drop the nacelles and then shoot off the the engineering hull it's also um the ship that picks up the crew from 
the Enterprise in general. What's the Farragut? You know, Farragut actually was going to be my fourth choice. But that's a doomed um, ship, Daniel. It, well, which version of the Farragut is doomed? All Again, of them? Because we have different... No, that's not true, right? Oh, well, actually, that is true. Yep, sorry. Okay, <laughs> never mind. I rescind my point. Yeah, this sh- that ship look like, looks like it has no neck. It's just like... Yeah, it's basically... You take out the neck, and then you bolt the the nacelles to the bottom of the saucer or something, and aim them down. It's yeah, it's it's like it is literally because the Miranda at least didn't even have a star drive at all. It was literally just a saucer with like an arch above it. Um, but I I do like the Miranda class design. I think it is a, I mean it's obviously a, a kit bash, but it's. It feels like something that Starfleet would make with the technology they had already from, you know, the Constitution class, you know, when we need something a little smaller. Um, now, what, what, yeah, would, what would you be doing on the ship, Darren? Uh, well, just like my RPG character, I'd probably be running the main shuttle bay because that's, that's all I really want. I just want to put on that gold shirt and send shuttles out to their deaths as they impact the saucer or the or the radar piece bolted right behind the main star I don't, I don't know how they do that like you look at the plans and it's got the main shuttle bay on the top of it just like the enterprise d but right behind that is the stock with the triangle shaped you know whatever extra section and i'm like your shuttles are going to run right into that thing as soon as they come out <laughs> maybe they'll put a hole in it and they'll fly through like a stunt but yeah well that was that was interesting i was i was intrigued by some of your choices uh space dock especially daniel I now when you say i feel like you're saying the true. word disappointed is what you're saying hey no no <laughs> i'm not disappointed at all i i it's it was a, one of those thought experiments but it is interesting to see just you know what ships do we remember enough to to consider, but are not so memorable that it's like, well, that's obviously the main ship. Now remember, at some point we'll do a follow up. What is the worst ship that you oh, want to serve? We're on? all very because... positive on this show. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, there there are some ships that that experience some pretty terrible. Uh, well, and that was the other interesting thing that kind of naturally came out of this discussion is we all kind of assumed we wouldn't be changing any of the timeline like if you picked the enterprise c you know what's happening to the enterprise c uh but you know it's so bad that they don't build another enterprise for 20 years Mm -hmm. so but you don't know when it happened so you'd still be surprised well we do i mean it's in the oh that's true you know philip but i wouldn't have remembered the year i would have just been like okay is this gonna happen next week or next year it's or 23 you've stopped this up this up then you know that part doesn't matter do we get any distress signals today no okay you <laughs> are we near the Klingon border nope okay good how's your romulan philip? <laughs> um if you cook it good enough all right well Next week on here on City Alpha 3, we're going to be having another great <laughs> Star Trek discussion. As all our discussions are each and every week here on City Alpha 3, Philip, what are we going to be talking about? Um, we're going to be focusing on one of the movies. Um, we're going to be talking about Star Trek 6. And, you know, everyone who knows Star Trek 6 know it's sort of littered with Shakespeare, um, and we're kind of be looking at it through the lens of Shakespeare and Star Trek VI. So, Wait anyway. a minute. There's, there's Shakespeare and Star Trek VI? Well, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll explain it for you, Cry Daniel. Cry Havoc! <laughs> Sorry. No. Sorry. Now, you're not, I, I mean, are you going to make us watch Conscious of the King again, Philip? Oh, please don't. Well, I don't know why I'd have to make you. I assume you do it on your own. <laughs> uh, and uh, but yeah, that should be that should be fun. I'll uh, I'll dust off that that version from Picard's ready room that he made sure he saved. Yeah, he he got the Stargazer not, model and the Shakespeare. Yeah, only had room in his bag for two things. Not that really priceless intact pottery piece. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. 
Well, if someone wanted to pre-talk to you about Shakespeare, Philip, where would they find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter, where I'm at NC Public Servant. Or if you enjoyed all the time and space references today, you can listen to me on Time and Space, a Doctor Who podcast, which I co-host with my lovely wife here on the Nerd Party Network. And Daniel, if someone wanted to talk to you about your career in Starbase Intelligence, where would they find you? <laughs> they could find me on the Starbase Promenade, or, or they could find me on Twitter, at 1UpDan, that's the number one, not the word. What's the name of the bar oh, on, cool. on, Star, on Space Duck? It's a Marks, <laughs> it's a rip-off. <laughs> it's a pre-rip-off. No, it's it's got to be like um, a continuation of the 602. So it would be like oh. the... What, what is the... 602 what, squared. What is, <laughs> exactly? What is the? Uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. There's no place like zero zero one. Zero zero one box. Oh wait, wait. So wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Is that why you chose it? Is it because it's Starbase One, like one up Dan? And you know, exactly. Yes, I see. Exactly. Does it have a sign out front and it's like two arrows and one says Beta Quadrant that way? <laughs> no, that's that, way. Oh, that. I would love that if there's a line in the middle of the bar. And one is Alpha Quadrant, oh, one gosh. is Beta Quadrant, so, yeah. We don't discriminate that, that on Starbase awesome. 001, Phillips, so um, you can get that nonsense out of here. <laughs> but look, when we're, it's the only ship in the quadrant, we need to know which quadrant. <laughs> See, that's really the problem, is once you go over to a certain area, you're in the Beta Quadrant, and they really don't keep a lot of ships over there, so then you're the only ship in the quadrant. <laughs> Oh, so that's the problem. All the all the parking spaces are in the beta quadrant. <laughs> Technically, there's like a whole fleet there, but they're not in, air quotes, the Alpha Quadrant. Yes. Well, if someone wanted to find me that on talking Star Trek, Star Wars, or any other sci-fi, they could find me on Twitter or Instagram at Dr. Sci-Fi, D-R-S-C-I-F-I. I'm Darren Moser. I'm Philip Gilfus. I'm Daniel Pru. Stranded here on SETI Alpha 3. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.